Hey, hi, hello, how are you? Welcome to episode number five of Digital Discussions Unfiltered. If we've not been formally introduced yet, my name is Lorna Scully, hello, and I'm a digital marketing coach and consultant based just north of Cambridge in the UK. And having worked in-house across so many different industries in corporates, Over the last nine or so years, I finally took the plunge last year and decided I had a burning passion for helping all the small business owners get to grips with their digital marketing. And to help me with that, on the 1st of June this year, I launched this very podcast. I've had some great feedback so far and I've got some seriously fabulous guests lined up who are ready and waiting to share their knowledge with you which I am so excited about but on that note if you have any burning questions about digital marketing whether that's social media email marketing facebook ads websites seo you know the game you name it you can now head over to my website which is lornascully.com forward slash podcast and submit your very own questions for me or my guests to answer during these episodes. Anyway, let's get on with the episode. So today I wanted to touch on the topic of analytics, what they are, why they're important and the types of metrics that I think that you should be tracking. Now, time and time again, I hear about small business owners not really paying attention to their analytics and I'll be honest, it drives me nuts. I've spoken at marketing seminars, done Facebook Lives in all kinds of different communities I've done talks at networking events, all kinds of things. And the amount of people that own up to not even bothering to look at their analytics is honestly really shocking. Why? (laughs) Because how do you know what's working, what you should be doing more of or doing less of if you don't know what your customers or even your potential customers want, like, or engage with? Like, how do you know what to do next? I wanted to keep this episode relatively vague because, trust me, I could literally talk about this all day, every day. (laughs) So I'm going to quickly touch on analytics from all angles, platforms and avenues, but I'm going to touch on just three different channels today briefly. So whether it's Instagram insights, Google Analytics or email marketing, kind of open rates, there are so many to take into consideration. So, you know, I get it. It can be scary to know what to look at and sometimes it can be even scarier if the results aren't great. (laughs) But remember, how do you know what to be doing more or less of if you don't know what is and isn't working? And so you might be sat there thinking, well, you know, I don't know what to even look at. What what should I be measuring? 
And this is where, and I've had this conversation in a few one-to-ones over the last couple of weeks, that you really need to determine your goals, kind of what what's the purpose of the thing. So why are you doing the thing that you're doing? What's the end goal that you want to achieve by doing that? And, you know, what return do you want to see from it? For example, if you're spending, I don't know, let's say an hour a day on Instagram for your business, like posting and engaging, not just aimlessly scrolling, that doesn't count, then what do you want to get back from that? And sometimes, a lot of the time actually, you should probably find that each post or each Instagram story or set of stories, whatever it is, has a purpose. This is when I could 100% derail and go into content and content pillars and all of that great stuff, but I'll make sure that I'll cover that in another episode really soon. But when it comes to using these platforms for your business, it does not make sense to just post for the sake of posting, right? You might post an image on Instagram promoting your new product, the next you shout about your sale, and the main aim of these posts is to drive people to your website and in turn get more sales, right? So if you're not looking at your analytics, how do you know if they were successful? What this is then going to do is it's going to allow you to learn and quite quickly (laughs) because okay let's take the sale post as an example let's say you pop a post up on instagram and maybe facebook shouting about the up to 50 percent sale that you have just launched that's just started let's say you post it on a friday morning and you watch and wait for your orders and nothing crickets tumbleweed but the next day you wake up to 40 brand new orders amazing so you go about your business you pick and pack those orders make them pop them in the post whatever you need to do and then what you just move on to the next job how 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 do you know where those 48 orders came from are you assuming that they came from those posts because we all know what they say about people who assume. And, you know, I'm going to take a punt, of course, we should never assume, but those two posts were probably not the only things that you did. They never really are. So by looking at your analytics, in this case, let's go on the example of Google Analytics on your website, or the built-in analytics that you have on the platform that your website is built on. So if you're on Shopify, or Wix, or WooCommerce, whatever it is, that should tell you quite clearly where those orders are coming from. You know, were they from social media? Were they from search? Were they from the email campaign that you sent out? Because when you know what's working, surely it becomes super clear where you should spend more of your time, right? Because we don't want to be spending time on things that aren't working, So this is just one of the things that I do with my coaching clients. This helps get rid of that overwhelming state. The feelings of having to do everything, all of that kind of stuff. Because when you know what's working, you can do it more often or, you know, get better at it. Which, in the end, kind of has this rolling, compounding effect. 
and you know boom more sales more money more success hooray um just as a side note on that I currently have a couple of spaces left for onboarding new clients in July so if you're looking at getting some help with your digital marketing whether that be analytics or anything else with the world kind of slowly starting to get back to normal after coronavirus I know we're kind of still in it but there's never been a better time to make sure that you're on top of it and at the front of it so you can find all of the information on my website lornascully.com or alternatively you can drop me an email to hello at lornascully.com and I can answer all of your questions that you might have there. Anyway let's consider analytics for the work that we're doing every single day. So, you know, the emails that you send out, the Instagram posts, the pins on Pinterest, yada, yada, yada. Because once again, what's the point in doing all of these things over and over and over again, using all of your precious time if you don't know whether they're actually driving any results? So a few weeks ago, a lovely lady who is part of one of the fabulous communities that I'm in posted in the community Facebook group simply asking what kind of metrics she should be tracking for all of the channels that she uses. And I'm not going to lie, I jumped at the chance of having a chat with her. And we ended up having a really, really good chat about all things data. And I came to realise that I was geeking out hard. And that kind of led me on to wanting to chat about it some more right here on the podcast and over on Instagram. And so let's, you know, let's talk about it. Let's chat about all the different kind of channels and I'll try and give you some examples as well. So for your website, for example, if you have Google Analytics set up and correctly configured as a bit of a side note, it can tell you so, so, so much and it's so interesting. And more importantly, it can help you make better decisions when it comes to changing your website. So if you kind of ever think about developing your website or making changes, Analytics should be the first place that you start when making those decisions. Point number one, I guess, let's start looking at where people come from. So those that land on your website, where do they come from? You're going to find that under the acquisitions tab. And for now, let's stick with the overview tab. I don't really want to complicate it any more than I need to. But you can properly drill down to each of these sections and get more in depth if you really want to but let's just stick to the overview for now and what this is going to tell you is where people found your website where did they come from did they come from social so if you put a link in a facebook post or you know that link that lovely link that we all have in our instagram bio or maybe they came through organic search so you know the likes of google it's also going to give you a real broad overview of their behavior So, for example, the bounce rate, which is essentially anyone that's landed on one page on your website and they have not navigated anywhere else on your website, they just left. It's also going to show you the average session duration and the pages per sessions too, which will be grouped with the bounce rate. We'll cover why that's important in a second. You'll also see things like your conversions and your conversion rate, transactions and your revenue as well. Again, if you've configured your analytics in a certain way, 
so you know for example if you sell anything on your site then you'll see this in that overview tab but the reason that let's say bounce rate and the average sessions duration is important is purely because you will be able to see from a real kind of bird's eye view if something's wrong so let's say total example that your organic search channel brings your website the highest number of views let's say um 300 new users in the last seven days totally fictional sorry but your bounce rate is 90 percent, and the average session duration is around about four seconds i'm just completely making these numbers up so i apologize but this would insinuate that all of these people that are finding you on search engines so google and the like they're not sticking around for very long which says to me that there's definitely something wrong with the pages that they're landing on and leads on to the fact that that is worth investigating. It could be that they're essentially just not finding what they're looking for, which I hate to break it to you, is kind of SEO 101. So off they go on to the next result. If you don't look at your analytics at all, how would you know that that's something that you need to dig deeper into and find out what the problem is so you can fix it? Sure, it looks nice that for the month of May that you have 300 new users that come from organic search and that looks amazing. But if 90% of them bounce, there's something wrong. And brutal honesty, you will not be making money from these people. Again, I could literally go into each and every single element of Google Analytics and try and spell it out and explain it. So I won't get too into it, but I thought I'd just pick pick out a couple of kind of metrics to explain. So another couple of good things to look at and to kind of keep watch on. So location, which can be found under audience and then geo. So if your company is based in and only trades in the UK, but all of your traffic is coming from, oh, I don't know, Australia or India, then again, this is probably something you should look into. It could explain why you're not getting any sales. But on the flip side of that, I want you to kind of see that as a bit of a positive as well. So if you could do business in those areas, let's say for example that you sell physical products and you currently only ship within the UK for whatever reason. Could you look at adding other postage options? Of course it's a business decision but it's one that you would only be looking to even consider now that you know that the interest is there and you found that out from looking at your analytics before you did that you've probably just continued to do the same as you've always done and I'm not gonna lie that's not really how I work so (laughs) that's kind of totally up to you obviously but just something to take into consideration again if you don't look at these things you'll never know the potential opportunities that are out there and last one on google analytics promise um which do I go from? There's so many to choose from. Which one do I talk about? Okay, let's go with device usage. You can find this under audience and then mobile. 
which is essentially going to tell you of all the people who have used your website within whichever time period that you've set as a side note you can change this in the top right hand corner it's going to tell you what devices that they're using is it a mobile device a desktop or a tablet some of you will be sitting there going why is that interesting (laughs) and for me it is because once again it will top level highlight a any area areas any errors that you might have or be having that you're not actually aware of but also it could almost prioritize any changes that you make so as an example, a company that I used to work at, we would spend a lot of time developing our website. It was a really big company and it was part of kind of my responsibilities and I absolutely loved it, I won't lie. But we would spend more time working on our mobile website and making sure that it was absolutely amazing, it was user-friendly, all of that great stuff because you know, hello, 21st century, everyone shops on their phones nowadays. But it was because we had like 65 to 75% of our users were looking at our website on our mobile. So if it wasn't working to its best ability, if it wasn't converting people for some reason, whether that was an image was too big or the text was too small or whatever it was, that allowed us to prioritise where we started making changes first. So we, we weren't running around like headless chickens trying to do, you know, all the things. But it just allowed us to focus. Definitely something that some small businesses could think about. Okay, and then let's just quickly talk about social metrics. Right, I think we all know by now, but I'll say it louder for the people in the back. Instagram followers... Facebook followers and the like do not matter. They don't pay your bills, they don't even mean or result in you getting more sales, more reach, more anything really. But now I've got that off my chest. What metrics should you be monitoring? When it comes to business, it's really, really hard not to be swayed and your eyes to wander to the pretty big numbers. But let's just chat about a few of them. So for Instagram, always keep an eye on your engagement. And this is made up of likes, comments and shares. So when you look at your insights on Instagram, you'll see this as its own category or you can filter it out specifically by likes, comments or shares. This should give you a clear indication as to the type of posts that gets you the most engagement on the platform. Again, this is only important if that is your end goal for these posts. And sometimes it will be. It's not always about selling. It's about getting engagement, which kind of could increase your brand awareness, your reach and all that kind of great stuff. And, you know, engagement is important. You want people to engage with your brand. You're never just going to convert people who are absolute strangers first time around. It just doesn't happen. As business owners, I'm always interested in the business critical metrics. That includes things like calls, texts, the get directions button, and you know, from a from a digital point of view, website clicks. Because it means that whatever the call to action that you've used asking them to do the next thing, it has them almost invested. 
They've shown that they want to get in touch with you now or find your physical location or view your website. That's one step closer to getting that conversion because don't forget, on average, it takes about seven different touch points from somebody to go from not knowing who you are to handing over their hard-earned money and conversing with you. For website clicks, you would then use Google Analytics to almost kind of judge what those people do next. And in a way, not personally, so don't get freaked out by this, but you can kind of track people through your website. So you can kind of work out where they drop off, what pages they look at and that kind of thing. You wouldn't necessarily see, you know, Lorna looked at, she came from Instagram and then she looked at this page and then she clicked this button. You can't see that but you will get an indication of the kind of journey that people are going on. Does that make sense? The same, in a way, applies for the likes of Pinterest. So I absolutely love Pinterest so, so much. And I'll let you in on a little secret. I've been working my little behind off to launch a free five-day challenge for beginners on Pinterest, which I'm absolutely buzzing for but all will be revealed soon. But anyway, when it comes to what to track with Pinterest, because it's not technically a social media channel, it's more of a, think of it as like a visual search engine, like a picture-perfect Google. People automatically assume that you should track the same things. But once again, each metric is going to show you something totally different. Pinterest was made and intends on sending people away from the platform that you see. What other social channel can you say likes actually letting people off their channel? The likes of Instagram that only gives you one link in your bio, not like a hyperlink in each post. Or, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn that kind of... It's always interesting that your your reach reduces when you include a link in your post. But yeah, I love Pinterest. Anyway, I digress. So looking at the analytics available within the Pinterest platform, which another side note, you will only have access to if you have a business account. You have a business, you run a business, that's why you're listening to this. So make sure you have a business account. So you have things like total audience and I'll be blunt and brutal. This is a bit of a vanity metric. It makes us feel good. It's you know, the more you use it, the more you use the platform, the more you engage, the more you pin, the more time and effort you put into it, the bigger this number is going to be. But it's just the number of people that have engaged with your pins in any way, shape or form. They're not necessarily customers. So once again, for Pinterest, I think I'd advise on focusing on just kind of three of the metrics to begin with. So the first one would be impressions. And this is basically the number of times that your pin has been shown to people. And the only reason I would pay just a small percentage of my time or attention on this number is purely down to the fact that it could be a good indicator of the keywords that you're using or potentially not using in your pin titles and your descriptions. So, you know, if you leave them blank, your impressions will be much lower. If you do the work and the research and fill in the fields that require them, then I can almost guarantee your impressions will be much higher. 
Secondly, I would look at saves because to me, this says that whatever the content of your pin, whether the graphic or the picture is just pretty and people are repinning it for inspiration or they're saving your blog post or your product pin for a later date, they are showing a certain level of interest and that to me is a really good indicator that that pin has been relatively successful. And lastly, have a look at your link clicks because we all want people on our own websites looking at our products, buying our things, right? We want them reading our blog posts, all of that great stuff. So link clicks is really, really important to keep track of because again, it's also kind of going to give you an indication to if you used a certain phrase as a call to action in one pin and that got a really high level of clicks, could you reuse that phrase in your new pins to get a gauge of whether that's going to give you higher link clicks as well? So I feel like I've rabbited on that for a little while now, but I think if you had a member of staff or, you know, even if you outsource to a social media manager or an external of any kind doing these things for you, then you would almost want to know what works and what doesn't. So if you're not currently looking at your analytics, I would very much question why. (laughs) And I mean, when I spoke to that lovely lady I mentioned earlier, she said she wanted to get to grips with it because she uses every Friday as like a CEO day and she wanted to incorporate kind of her analytics and reporting into that. And again, I'll be honest, unless you're running some massive powerhouse multi-million pound business I don't think that you need to report kind of what you're looking at on all of your analytics every single week yeah sure of course log on to Google Analytics and have a nosy why not but that's kind of going to make sure that nothing's completely blown up and is detrimental to your business but in terms of kind of making a report I would say you know don't overcomplicate it I'm talking channels and metrics that you're tracking down the left hand side of like a a google sheet or an excel spreadsheet and months along the top and then just complete it once a month when i do any kind of social media management or paid ads for clients and even my own reporting i generally block out the first of every month and just sit and fill out my spreadsheet because essentially it's just going to make you much more aware of what's working and what isn't then you can start to do less of the things that are more time consuming and that don't bring you much return and more of the things that you can do in a short space of time but bring you in a much bigger return working smarter not harder right so I hope that makes sense and I feel like I've rambled on about analytics now can you kind of tell that I love it (laughs) I never thought I was a numbers person but apparently I just find it interesting anyway If you're feeling a little bit lost on your analytics, kind of the what to track, what to look at, how it might affect your business, then this is something I will always, always touch on when I'm working with my coaching clients. And as previously mentioned, I have a couple of spots left open for July. So if you would like to find out any more information about that, you can find that out over on the website or drop me an email. Also, this week or next week, I'm going to be launching a new service. I'm going to be introducing Power Hours, something I've not really kind of got into. 
So this is going to be just a one-off, one-hour call with me for an introductory price of £70, which we can discuss one thing that you would like to get your head around, get to grips with, get your questions answered, and analytics will definitely be one of the topics that we could cover. You'll also get the full recording of the call as they take place on Zoom, so you could use it as a reference. So both of our attentions are in the room and you're getting the most from the call and for your money. I'm working on the page on my website this week, but if it's something that you'd like to know more about, then please feel free to drop me an email at hello at lornascully.com or, you know, you can DM me on the usual Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. That's it for another episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'd absolutely love it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I can't ever imagine being in the charts, but all the feedback is very, very much appreciated. And it just helps my small business that little bit more and allows me to kind of keep putting the time and effort into making the podcast. So until next time, stay safe and well, and I'll speak to you in episode number six.